What's up, everybody, and welcome to Woody's Corner, the softball podcast. I'm Coach Woody, and thank you for being here with me today. I'm so very thankful for each and every one of you that tune in each week to listen to my amazing stories. I know. I'm out there sometimes, but it's okay. Y'all love me for it. Listen to this. So this past weekend, great weekend, I was able to run a clinic. I got to see all these kids get out there and work and get better at their skill set. Oh, it warms my heart so much to see kids that enjoy playing this game to take the opportunity to get out there and get better. And I tell you what, I saw a lot of kids increasing their skill set this weekend, which made me happy. And then I rewarded myself by what? Going to play golf on Sunday afternoon. Yes. 18 holes on a beautiful course. Love it. Love life. I'm very grateful. I hope you guys are grateful for whatever you have and whatever you do. Be grateful. All right. Let's jump into this week's episode. I had a special guest this week that I got to sit down and chat with. Deb Hartwig. The one and only Deb Hartwig. That's right, folks. I got to sit down and talk to her and pick her brain about being the new GM of the commotion, the new pro team here in Southern California, and also talk about the upcoming Mary Nutter softball tournament. Huge, big, big, huge tournament out in Cathedral City. So Deb and I have known each other for a very, very, very long time. And so I was excited to sit down and talk to her, to pick her brain about things that are coming up, and then be able to share that with you. So why don't you guys go ahead and sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode of Woody's Corner, the softball podcast. All right. Good morning, Deb. Thank you for sitting back and having a conversation with me today. I do appreciate you. My pleasure. Woohoo! <laughs> All right, let's jump right into this. So one of the things um, I think first people should know, we've known each other long for time. a long, 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 long time. Long time. Mm-hmm. Um, and funny enough, you would have never thought that we'd be friends nope. after our first encounter. Nope. Are you going to tell that? <laughs> we can give a brief story. Brief yeah. story. Your story, my pitcher hit you. You thought you were going to be tough and try to walk towards the pitcher, and I had to get in front of you. And I was looking at you like, who are you? (laughs) Right? I remember that. And then we get back in the batter's box, you're catching, and the umpire's like, time out, time out. It's like, what? Just because you and I are going back and forth at each other still, you're giving signs, she's ready to pitch, and we're just jabbing back and forth. Yep. I of totally course, it was a that. good conversation, people. It sure. wasn't anything bad or anything. Sure. <laughs> but, I mean, seriously, think about that from, oh, my God, what was I, 19 at the time? Mm-hmm. I was a freshman and just probably, starting college ball. I was probably a junior. Yeah. I'm and older than you. Just a couple years. All right. But, you know. You have more gray hair than me. That's why I'm about to cut this stuff off again. <laughs> <laughs> But I'm glad that, you know, over the decades we have still remained friends. Yeah. And, you know, Good friends. Definitely. Co-workers. Yeah. Partners in it all. Partners in crime. Staying true. Mm-hmm. Love you. Love you too, Wood. Oh. <laughs> all right. So, talk about that. Where did your love for the game start from? Well, 
That's a good question, and I I often go back to that thought of uh, why am I in the softball world? And as many times as I try to leave the softball world, I keep getting knocked right back into it. Um, We're never letting you go. I know, I know. But that's <laughs> what the Lord has planned for me is to be here and influencing kids and mm-hmm. in the sport and and uh, helping my sport. But um, I think the love of the game came from being a kid. I played baseball, though, growing up until I was 13. So um, I had a love back then for the game, but I didn't, I didn't respect it to the point that I do now. But I think the biggest, the biggest event of my life that made me realize that this is what I wanted to do and this is what I wanted to participate in was um, working when I played at Cal State Fullerton and, um, and Judy used to have us do clinics all the time mm-hmm. with the kids, the local leagues in the area and um, the very first clinic that I did I knew this is what I wanted to do is wow. to influence those kids and be a part and the energy and the and the happiness and and the fun that I had doing those things was more important to me than actually playing the game and I knew it and I retired from playing the game a long time or uh, retired a lot um, really early and and people ask me you know why don't you play anymore or um, after I retired, what you want to play with us? No, no, no. I don't want to do it because I want to be available every single night for those kids, for their lessons and in clinics and things. That's amazing. You were still, I mean, think about that. When you were at Fullerton playing, mm-hmm. you were still a kid for the most part. Right, yeah. And then have that kind of a revelation of, yeah, I'm going to get back. I'm going to make these guys as good as I am yeah. or better. Right, right. And just be a positive influence on them and happy. Like, we can play the game and have fun. You know, mm-hmm. and, and sometimes that fun is lost somewhere along the line, whether it be when they're beginning at the youth level or when they get into travel or even when they get into college. That love, that that fun is lost, and I wanted to make sure that they understood you could have fun the entire time. doesn't matter. You can compete and have fun. Yeah, you can. Mm-hmm. Words of wisdom, Dad. Yeah, thanks. Words of wisdom. <laughs> I don't know how much wisdom I have. So when you played baseball, what was your favorite team? Uh, Tigers. Are they still your favorite team? No. Uh, no, the Angels. Angels are now. Angels like, are my favorite team, but my Tigers are my second team. Yeah. <laughs> oh, side note. So one of my friends just moved from here. Yeah. To Detroit. Oh, gosh. And I'm like, oh, cold, I hope you have cold, winter gear. Yes. She tells me, it's snowing. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, well, it's going to be 70 today. Yeah, cold and gray it is. I love California. Yeah, my dad lives in Michigan still, and he's coming out next week to go to the Marionette, so he can't wait to get out of the snow. I'm surprised he hasn't moved here. Mm-hmm. No, he wouldn't. He'll, he'll never leave. No. He's uh-huh. a Michigan knight. Yeah. I see, I see. That's so cool. I'm so glad, though, that you did um, have that aha moment and that you were able to give back to the kids because we've worked together a lot of clinics. I've watched you um, speak at coaching clinics when you're running events and your energy, the positivity positivity that comes off of you, um, people just, they're just attracted to you. They want your knowledge. They want to be around it. And so you definitely, I think, found your calling. Thanks. That's for sure. Thanks. And that just leads me into the next thing. Yeah. T- 
tell me about the California commotion. This new position, Miss GM. Yeah. <laughs> How did this start? How did that come about? I mean, oh, gosh. Like, you don't have enough jobs that you take on another one of being a GM of a pro softball team. Well, it's kind of, a, I think it's kind of an interesting story. I think it's kind of funny, too, but... Um, uh, just recently in the last year, I've been just thinking to myself, I need, I need a second job or a third job. I need something <laughs> to do during the days because I'm getting a little bored, you know, working out of the home office and, you know, not really being in a social situation around people. But you have three dogs. I, I do have three dogs, but they don't talk back. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> so I was, you know... I'm like, okay, I gotta start working out again. No, that's not gonna happen. Um, you know, I could, I could do some volunteer work, which I did. You know, sign up and start doing volunteer work with one of my dogs, and you know, that's very rewarding. But it's once a week, twice mm-hmm. a week. So, you know, I, I was just thinking about it and thinking about it. And when you put things out to the universe, they come to you. So, um, I got a couple of emails and phone calls from the commissioner, Sherry Kempf, and she let me know that she had a potential owner in California, and she thought that I would be a great fit to work with him as a general manager, and um, of course I said yes, because I say yes to almost everything that comes my way. Would you be interested? Yes. Would, would you like to meet this person? Yes. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, if, if 10 things are thrown my way, if one sticks, then, then you know that's a good thing. But a lot of times they don't stick. Things right. don't don't pan out. So I said yes to her. I'd meet him, and so she arranged it. Um, we met in late October, and uh, Sherry, the commissioner, she flew in to Los Angeles. I picked her up at the airport, and we drove to the owner's house. And I thought it was an interview. I thought it was the beginning stages of all of this. Um, I thought there'd be more meetings mm-hmm. and more conversations, and I walked into that meeting, and it was basically I was already hired, and this was a done deal, and we're moving forward, and and um, it wow. wasn't an interview. <laughs> You're like this. Yeah. All right, here's like, my contract. Yeah, and just sign that. <laughs> it, it was when I when I walked out of there, I kind of shook my head, like, oh my god, I have this job now. I, I hadn't even really thought about it about what it was going to take and um, what it entailed. So (laughs) um, I drove the commissioner back to her hotel that night and dropped her off and came home and went, wow, I'm going to do this. And a few days later, maybe a week later, they announced it to the public that there's a new team in the NPF. Yeah, it happened real fast. And I was, I was, I was almost in shock. Um, it was, it's been a whirlwind. It's been incredibly busy, uh, since that day. Um, it takes a lot to put together a team. You know, we had zero players. We had, we have zero equipment. We have, we don't have a home field. You know, Mm -hmm. there's all these things that go into it that people don't understand the little things, uh, that go into creating a team and creating a professional team. And that's why I thought when I heard about it, you would be the perfect person. Yeah, that's what everybody says. Attention to detail. (laughs) Your mind works a little bit differently when it comes to okay, here's the finish. How do we start, and how do we get from point A to Z? Yeah, and and you will. 
if I know anything about you, you will just fill in all those little teeny gaps as you go and find out how to make that work. Yeah, it is It is a skill. It is my skill set. Uh, everybody has has the things that they're good at, and um, I've learned that my, my skill set is organization. Mm-hmm. You know, I, don't, I don't play the game anymore, but I can help my sport by being incredibly organized and being able to put on events and, and create a professional fast pitch so uh, softball I can't team. Wait you guys play. <laughs> so how did you come about choosing your coach? Um, well, of course, it's a natural progression to ask Kirk Walker to be my coach. But, um, you know, he, he has incredible ideas and incredible vision for the professional ranks. Um, and we always talk about it. We've been friends for about 18 years now, a little more than 18 years. And he's always talking about what it can be and, and where it can go. And um, he, he has that passion and that love. So when I... When when the commissioner first talked to me about it, I, I just mentioned to him, Hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna have this meeting. Would you be interested in being the coach? And he said, Absolutely. So that was easy. Right. But then when I was sitting in that what I thought was an interview and it turned out to be I have the job, I sent him a text saying, I'm doing this, are you still in? <laughs> and he texts back absolutely. So I, I told the owner at that point, I said, Okay, <laughs> I have my coach. And everybody was really excited. Really excited that it was Kirk Walker. I think he's wow, he's an I amazing man. He's God. an amazing man. He's he's um, he's like I said. He's got great ideas. We call him the idea man, and I'm the executor. <laughs> yeah, whatever idea he has, I put into put into place. He is very. The guy just comes off, like you said, with this foresight of things. I know that every once in a while I get a chance to run across him, mm-hmm. and we sit and talk. He's already seeing where it should be. Right. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I was just thinking of how do I improve this? And he's already there. Yeah, he you is. Know, he he's really, super sharp. Yes, he is. Yeah. Good and guy. And very well-spoken and... Such a good guy. So he, he comes across so educated. I don't know, something about that UCLA education. Is that what it is? Yeah. I like our state education. I like state school. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Go Fullerton. Whoop, whoop. Go state. <laughs> oh my goodness. Um, so you have... Kurt in place. Susie is the assistant slash pitching coach. Is that correct? Um, no, not, not slash pitching coach. She's uh, the assistant. And, and of course, you know, Susie's one of my besties. And um, we have an event for the commotion in April. And uh, I thought for sure Kirk wouldn't be able to make that event. So I need an assistant coach mm-hmm. that I could uh, bring on for at least that event that would be capable, and with Susie being one of my besties, I just asked her casually if she'd be interested, and she said yes. So it's amazing how you surround yourself with these great people that yeah. will just be there for you. That, yeah, it is. It is that I think I think it it goes both ways. That if if she had something or Kirk had something that they were doing and asked me to be a part of it, I'd say yes right from the start too, because we all trust each other and we love each other and um, uh, we know what we're all capable of. So. One of us wouldn't get into something if it wasn't the right thing. Exactly. And I, you know, as we get older, we surround ourselves with good people. Yeah. Because if you don't, they just take you down crazy pathways. Yeah. So. And there's not a lot of good people around. So, exactly. so your, your group, group gets is... smaller and smaller and yeah. smaller. You're yeah. like, I only have four numbers yeah. in my contact list. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. But mm. that's so cool. 
So you guys had your first tryout with the team. Yes. And I've been following, so I know you signed a few players. Yeah. Um, can you tell us how many people you have on the roster? Right now we've signed seven um, uh, that we actually have contracts signed for. And, um, and then we held the tryout. We had 15 people come to that tryout, and I think we're going to uh, sign eight of them out of it. Wow. That's that's how awesome the tryout was. It wow. was it was amazing talent showed up. It wasn't a lot of people that came, but the people that came were incredibly talented. Um, some of them veterans, some of them new to the league, but um, had played at very high level. Um, Will you do a second tryout at all? No, nope, we're not going to do okay, a second so tryout. Yeah, pretty much set. Uh, we're not set. We have. You know, the seven signed, and then we have the eight that we are trying to sign. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we have, uh, we have a couple that, are, um, that, that we want to sign, but we're still in negotiations with them. And then we have the draft. March 31st, we have the draft, and we have the number one draft pick. About that. Yeah, number one draft pick we have, so... Okay. I can't tell you, though. I can't I tell know, you who we're I know, getting. I know, I know. But let me ask you because, um, you know, I'm a sports junkie. Yeah. And I always watch the other drafts and stuff like that. How much, um, like, background work do you do on players that are on your draft board to well, kind of find out yes or no, is that the right fit? I mean, do you do a lot of uh, research on them before you go out and make these picks? I would say normally the answer would be yes, but because everything is coming together so quickly – and moving so fast, um, um, you know, we'll do the the normal talking to their coach mm-hmm. type thing. Um, what kind of person they are? What you know? What kind of work ethic do they have? Um, and then because we value uh, their coaches so much, we take that for for truth right. and um, go from there. But you know, we have a list of players. Obviously, we need pitching. Oh, right. If you and at pitching board, yeah. Oh, and at this awesome. moment, this moment we're a little sparse on our catching. We had. Um, hey, get your catching gear out, Depp. I know. Out. I know. Suit up. Suit up. I know. There seems to be a shortage of catching these days, um, which I'm surprised. But there seems to be just in general at the youth level and mm-hmm. at the higher ups. You know. I don't know where that is. I don't know. I don't know because. You know, Jen Schroeder's doing such a great thing with the catching movement. Yeah. But um, yeah, we're in the package done also. Yeah, there's there's uh, Is that the one? Yeah. Yeah. There's just a shortage of good quality catchers right now. There's a lot of pitchers right now. I wonder how I think can... everybody focused so much on pitching, you know, that the catchers got lost in the wayside, but um, but like someone's got to catch the ball. Yeah. Well, you can't have a good pitcher without a good catcher. You can have a good catcher without a good pitcher, but you can't have a good pitcher without a good catcher. So true. Mm-hmm. They're on the move. Yeah. Um, so, um, so one of the other things, because you're the first team on the West Coast yeah. in the Pro League. Mm-hmm. So I know when I was playing in the pros back in the day, Everything was in the Midwest yep. and on the East Coast. Yeah, um, it was kind of. It, it makes no sense that we didn't have teams out here in the West where that's all we do all year round is play softball. Right. So I was very happy that we finally have a pro team. Mm-hmm. I can't wait to get out there and watch you guys play. By the way, where are you playing at? 
We have filled yet? No, no, no home field. Not, not yet. Not this year. Uh-uh. Okay. Um, but how do you see the pro level expanding in the West, or do you? Is is there plans for maybe a team in Nevada or yes. Arizona? Yes. Yes. There's Woo-hoo! there's getting more teams out. Yeah. There's a lot of there's a lot of goals, but um, our owner specifically has goals for having multiple teams out here on the West Coast. So. Um, you know, he has the contacts of the people that are financially able to do it and mm-hmm. as well as himself. So um, that's that's his goal of having us out here and getting more teams out here. It's Kirk's goal to get more teams out here, and it's the league's goal to get more teams out here. So it's the plan. But, you know, it's difficult in California to, to have a team. One, everything is so darn expensive here, no. which is why what? it makes sense. <laughs> Makes sense that it's in the Midwest and in and in, in the East because the the pricing is so different, you know. True. And and there's so many things to do out here in California, versus in the middle of the Midwest where there's nothing else to do but to go to sporting events. And um, so getting a crowd is difficult as well. I mean, the the time that we play is when when the uh, travel ball is is full yeah, force, yeah. you know. So. It, it's hard to get kids to it's hard to get the coaches to pause and allow their kids to go out and experience the sport rather than just forcing the sport on the kids over and over and over again I see that is something that little like you said the pause the mm-hmm. the time out to go enjoy being a kid and experience other things yeah um, it's something that I would totally push because I honestly believe the you can just get drowned out mm-hmm. doing the same thing over and over. We love the sport. We love playing it. Right. But do I have to do it every day, right. every weekend? Can I take a moment and say, you know, we're, we're going to be off this weekend. Right. Pro teams playing. Go check them out. Right. I mean, you got to push it. We got to start to set um, a new, you know, a new way of doing things, I think. Yeah. Instead of you got to play, you got to play, you got to play. You got to go chase a championship. Mm-hmm. It starts to get mundane. It is. Right? Where's the fun in that all the time? It is. But if you talk to somebody that is in the sport right now at the youth age, um, when they have a weekend off, they'll tell you they're bored. They don't know what to do with themselves. Which is sad. Which is sad. It's very sad. Because the parents are that far involved and the kid is that far involved and uh, they don't know how to do other things, which is, it's it's part of the problem. Mm -hmm. But... um, but playing every weekend is not not healthy. Having softball every single day of the week, like right now with rec ball starting, I have students that are trying to rearrange their schedules for lessons and well, they can't come that day because they have fielding yep. practice. They can't come that day because they have hitting practice. They can't come that day because they have conditioning. You're doing the same thing. Yeah. Oh my goodness. It's, it's Your whole schedule. Every single day. And the kid says, I have softball every single day. I don't have a single day off. That's not healthy. Nope. And I tried it <clears throat> with my high school kids. Mm. Go be a teenager. Yeah. Go to a basketball game. Go have fun with your yeah. friends. It's okay. Right. Um, but when they come in, it's like they leave high school practice, they did their conditioning, and then practice. And why are high schools practicing every day for like three hours a day? Oh, my God. What is happening? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know <sighs> why they're playing in the fall. The high school teams are playing in the fall. It's so bad. Uh, yeah. What I don't understand is in high school, I played three sports. Right. It wasn't, if you're not in our fall, 
practices you can't play in the I season. know like, they say that stop holding them hostage like yes. that that's yes. bad and everybody says everybody says you know play multiple sports you know the college coaches tell their their recruits play multiple sports but they can't because they're being they're being forced into specialization yeah um they, those guys they got to let them play the sports they got to let their bodies and other muscles start to do different things we all love softball. We love playing it. But I want them to enjoy high school. I loved high school. Mm. You know, just to be out there, do stuff for the school, experience different um, sports, and have fun being a kid. Right. You know, you leave high school and you're an adult and adulting starts. Yes. Absolutely. You know, so um, I, I would like for kids to get a little bit more of a balance to enjoy themselves and not have the pressure of, I gotta go get a scholarship. No, just go play the game. Right. Just go play the game and get better at your craft. Mm-hmm. Um, and other things will take care of itself. Oh yeah, and keep your grades up. Yeah. But, anyways, uh, I'll bring that back. Um, with the pro team, is there anything else that you want to share with us that um, you know you want the audience to know about the commotion or hey, when's your first game? Mm-hmm. April 17th at Fresno State against uh, the Canadian Wild. The Canadian Wild. Is that another one of the pro teams? Yep, it's one of the pro teams. How it's... many total teams are there? Sorry to interrupt. Um, six? That's what I was going to say six, too, because I wasn't sure about the... I knew they were expanding outside of the U.S. Right, right. So, you so have there's Canada the... and... There's Canada, Australia, and Mexico. They're all the all the um, they're Olympic teams, so they're competing in the league until they leave for the Olympics. Nice. Yeah. So Canadian Wild is one of them, and that's our opening, April seventeenth. In Fresno. Yes, which right now I'm trying to find transportation there, trying to get hotels there. Um, Okay. Yeah. All those little things that people don't think about. Nope, that's, not at all. That's what I'm sitting here in the office doing, day in and day out. You almost need a travel agent to do that mm-hmm. part of it for nope, you. Nope, that's me. Travel agent Deb. <laughs> travel agent, GM, mm-hmm. uh, assistant GM. Mm-hmm. What else is your title? Mm-hmm. <laughs> the guru Business of owner. Mm-hmm. Wow. Like I said, you are the one person I would have hired for the job to get it done. <laughs> that's so cool, but congratulations on your... Thank you new position you can't wait to see the great things that you're going to do yeah me too i can't wait (laughs) so let's transition right into the mary nutter yeah that i've watched that tournament for years now um what i want to know is how the heck did you come about getting that started well it started with um kirk walker started it when he was coaching at oregon state he had that the idea of course, the idea, idea man. man. <laughs> idea executioner. Yes, of, of putting on this tournament out in uh, Palm Springs area uh, because of the weather. Right. And, um, you know, all of us know that preseason tournaments tend to get rained out, and the weather out in Palm Springs is um, not so much rain. Yeah, you get that mountain in, it just yes. says, let's split this storm and yeah, go around us. It does, the mountain protects it, so... So he started it, and um, uh, we had known each other a little bit prior to that, and he asked if I would be interested in helping him as a tournament director, and I said yes. 
And that first year, it was me by myself with Kirk and um, a trainer and the two ticket ladies. Running the whole tournament. The whole tournament, yep. It was crazy. Wow. It was mayhem. I didn't sit down. I didn't sleep. I, I didn't have a golf cart. I didn't have... I, I kept trying to walk from the back gate just into the bathroom. I couldn't even make it to the bathroom. I had to stay out there at the back gate greeting those. We had 16 teams, I believe, that first year. And it was just crazy. I can't believe you ran a tournament that big with a yeah. staff of basically five. Yeah. And we were all... We didn't help each other. <laughs> we all had our own things to do. So... So it was, uh, it was, it was quite difficult. But um, that first year I did it for him, um, he paid me I think five hundred dollars to do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that was seventeen so, years look, ago. I we think. have to laugh at that because mm-hmm. you're, <laughs> you're like, thank yeah. you, thank yeah. you. But I've okay. always been the type of person that um, have has said yes mm-hmm. to new things. And I've done them, a lot of times I've done things for free. And um, just knowing what it could lead to, what, what it could turn into, um, the, the relationships and the connections that I might get, I've always said yes to them. So I think, I think that's a good lesson to be learned in our sport is that sometimes people uh, won't do anything unless you pay them. And sometimes that's just not not the right it's not the right president no it's not because you have to put in your time you have to put in your dues and then you know things lead to things and Mm -hmm. um, 17 years ago too that's when you started yeah 17 years 17 what was it called the first time it was called the palm springs classic originally and it was called palm springs because that was the the town that was um you know recognizable it's actually mm-hmm. Cathedral City that the tournament's held at. Um, and then when the city started getting involved a little bit and participating, uh, they asked if we could, you know, call it Cathedral City mm-hmm. Classic. And so it got changed to that and it got changed to a couple of things. And so the most recent name change uh-huh. is now called Mary Nutter. Mm-hmm. Um, you want to tell us a little bit by why you decide to change the name of it? Yeah, so uh, Mary Nutter uh, is, was very uh, prominent in our sport. She, she'd been doing softball for years, and she, she created what was called the National Sports Clinics. And the National Sports Clinics were um, softball clinics held across the country, mostly in the Midwest and in the East, and um, huge coaches clinics. And, and Mary was very very important in Kirk's life and in my life. She, she gave me a stage to speak on that brought, uh, brought out my personality and mm-hmm. my passion. And I'm very grateful to her for that, as well as Kirk is the same. And when she passed away, I believe it's been six years now since she passed, um, uh, Kirk asked Tracy if it would be all right if we named tournament after her so that her legacy could live on wow yeah that's when you knew you did something special for the sport when you know a tournament um is national as this one is wants to name something after you yeah you know i just hate i hate that it's somebody has to die before we recognize them you know like Mm -hmm. with the judy garman classic that i do also is is for a long time i fought 
um, I tried raising money. I wanted to name the field after her, and you needed $250,000 for naming rights. And I was like, why are we waiting until she dies before we name something after her? So they, they named the uh, tournament after her, which is, was, which is great. She walks in every year, mm-hmm. happy as can be that she's at the Judy Garman Classic, you know. And, and it's unfortunate that we wait till somebody dies before we name something after her. Mary was a great woman. And, um, you know, she was recognized in our sport when she was alive. A lot of people respected her and, right. and recognized her and, and um, worked for her. So... I know she'll be happy. I know she is happy that we, we named yeah. it after her. But I wish I wish we could have honored her more when she was alive. It's a lesson I think we can all you know use a little bit more is give thanks to let that person know. Yeah. You know we do appreciate what you do, mm-hmm. um, and you're so right. We shouldn't have to wait till someone passes for that to happen. I just I was at the uh, uh, the fundraiser for the Titans last weekend. Yeah. And Judy was there. Yeah. You know it's like. I love the fact, and you know, I'm not an alumni there or anything, but I have a couple students there, and it's like every time I'm around, so is Judy. Yeah. You know, that woman loved her some Fullerton. Yes, yeah, she did. You know, and she still supports. She and does. She gets just back donated a, a big, a big chunk of money for the All American. Uh, I believe it's a wall that she donated. Wow. For the new stadium rebuild. So, That's pretty cool. Yeah. And man. Can you imagine if we got to play in stadiums like that? I know. Jeez, we thought, you know, once we were in, we're like, I know. This we're is like, great. wow, there's bleachers. Like, yeah. Woo-hoo. <laughs> I'm like, hold on, y'all got team rooms now and locker rooms and everything else. I don't know. Kids and contracts with clothing lines. I know. I remember uh, when I was out on the East Coast coaching and we had a big Nike contract and going through and getting all the stuff for the kids. Got done, had money left over. I'm like, well, what else can we get them? And I thought to myself, I'm like, did we really just say what else can we get them? Yeah. And they have everything, mm-hmm. but we had to spend the money that was budgeted or they'd take it. Right. So I was like, I don't know, let's go through the catalog. What else do we want to get them? <laughs> it's just crazy. But I, I mean, I love that girls, um, the women's sports are now getting that. Mm-hmm. You know, that they are um, being pampered a little bit. Yeah. You know? Yeah, like LSU just has that new performance room or or building strictly for softball it's got everything it's got have you been there to lsu no Uh, the taj mahal no i didn't want to leave when i was there i remember driving up this place that's fantastic baton rouge and what they do for lsu the hands look i just want to bow down to them because it's beautiful the grass the dirt the the way the stadium just makes you you're in awe when you see it all. Mm. You know, indoor cages. Um, they have box seats. Nice. Right? All of it. it. They did everything right there. And a full crew to take care of it. Nice. I'm like, go on a recruit ship. Why would you not just sign the paperwork right then and there? Yeah. Yes, I'm coming here right now. Yeah. I'm coming here. The food, the people there. Um, God, I love the food down there. I gotta go back. Um, but I love that they're getting that stuff now. So um, kudos to Judy and everything else that she does and, you know, all the other coaches that we had at that time. I don't mind. I talk to her occasionally and uh, enjoying retirement. Mm-hmm. Um, the, uh, I can't think of the girl's name that's on the Giants now that they just hired. Yeah, I don't know her name, but yeah, I know yeah, who so I was talking to Kathy. She's like, yeah, she was one of my players. Oh, wow. You know, and then I sat back and thought about it. 
you think about your teammates that you had too. How many of them are now off doing great things? Yeah. You know, our coaches, I think they should sit back and be very proud of what they did of the people that they helped us become. Yeah, you know? absolutely. I mean, I'm still young and everything. It's not that, you know, I'm old and retired, but I try to live like I'm retired. Yeah. Because I'm, I'm going golfing after I'm done with you today. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very grateful for Judy Garman. I am who I am because Judy gave me a chance. Same with Kathy. Mm-hmm. Those, I, they took a chance on us. Yep. And we didn't let them down. Yeah. That's why I, I, I want a lot of kids to understand, too, is when somebody gives you an opportunity... You don't just take it for granted. Right. You know, it's not like they come all the time where someone's always going to be there to fix your problems. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you have to step up and do what's right at that moment to help you grow. Right. You know, choices. Yeah. Choices in life that we have. It's so cool. Um, but that's so neat. So the Mary Nutter kicks off when this year? February 20th to 23rd out at Cathedral City Big League Dreams. Um, we have, this year, we have 30 of the top teams in the nation competing. Uh, one of those 30 is Team USA will be out there competing. They have four games. They play Thursday night, Friday night, Saturday night, and Sunday afternoon. Sunday afternoons against UCLA. Nice. Are they going to be televised this year? No, not t- not televised. <laughs> We're on Flow Sports. Okay. Mm-hmm. Sweet. Ooh, Sunday afternoon against Ookla. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yep, Rachel Garcia hopefully will pitch against her te- her old team. Oh, that's right, because she's taking this year off because of the Olympics, yeah. huh? Mm-hmm. I wonder how does that work? So they don't lose the year of eligibility no. for mm-hmm. the Olympic year. Mm-mm. How fun. So they're going to get her back probably even better. Yep. <laughs> but what would be great if she was graduating this year like she should be, we do have the number one okay. draft pick. <laughs> Unfortunately, she won't be graduating this year like defer, she should be. Can you defer that? <laughs> I know. Hopefully... <laughs> I don't. I don't want to get the number one draft pick next year because that would mean we came in last place in the yeah. league. But um, wow! But whoever gets her next year is good old Olympics. Thank lucky. you. Yeah. <laughs> Just a year or two uh-huh. late. That's all. No, that's cool. So, and there's how many teams in it? Thirty. Thirty teams. Yes. And it's only one weekend this year, correct? It's one weekend. Yeah, we haven't done two weekends in a while. Okay. Yeah. But. Um, we have a lot of good teams coming out there, and it's a lot of games. It's like 76 games over four days. Mm-hmm. And, you know, this is the pe- thing that people don't know about you is you already have a contingency plan for rain yes. for all <laughs> those teams. Yes. Wild Deb. But don't you say that word rain. Oh, no. Because no, in no, no. the forecast right now, there is no rain. No, we're done with winter. <laughs> it's all done. Remember, California gets like a week of it. Yeah. <laughs> wow. That's a crazy schedule. You said 30 teams? 30 teams. That includes Team USA. So 29 collegiate teams and Team USA makes 30. And the city of Cathedral City has got to love you. That's yeah, we are, a lot of income yes, revenue for them. Yes, we do. And they recognize that. They, um, they're participating a lot with us now, which hasn't happened, you know, didn't happen in the past. They didn't participate that much, but now they do. We are the, they say, they've told us that we are the second largest income or revenue into uh, the Coachella Valley next to uh, Bob Hope Classic. Wow. Yeah. Huh. You know, if they want to kick over some tickets for the Bob Hope Classic, you know, I'll go represent the Mary for you. It's not called the Bob Hope Classic anymore. It's called something else, a, a sponsor. They took a sponsorship for it, but... 
And you guys have, a, uh, besides uh, it being named the Mary Nutter, you have a couple sponsors, too, for the tournament? Yeah. Who do you have out there? Oh, Liddy. Oh, I know. Let's see. Well, I'm just picking your brain, because I know there's a lot of booths and everything else out there, so. Um, well, we have Rawlings, we have Blast Motion, we have Pac-12, um, PGF, USA Softball, um, to name a few. And Flo does all the... Flo does our live the... streaming, yeah. Flow Sports or Flow Softball, yeah. Um, so that's something with the um, live streaming, that's not a free service. They have to yeah. um, go down into... Sign up with Flow. Yeah, you have to get like sign up with Flow Pro, which Got is it. like $14 a month. It'd be nice if you could just like pay for the games you want to play. Yeah. Or watch. <laughs> I just want to watch this one right here, please. Yeah. <laughs> but there's so many good games going on at the same time. Like they're going to have a, they're going to have a fifth, <clears throat> no, they're going to have a sixth screen that's going to be like um, NFL Red Zone. Oh, yeah. I love that. Yeah. So that'll be kind of cool. That's a, That's the hardest thing about this tournament. Um, as a spectator, mm -hmm. you want to see all of it, and you can't just, you know, watch every game at one time. But with that, that's perfect. Because I know when I'm out there, uh, I think I walk around and talk to so many people that I don't see in years. Yes. But they're there at that tournament, and you're constantly bumping into someone, bumping into someone, and then you hear all these roars, and you're trying to like Wait, see what's going what on. Happened? Yeah. Yeah, you're bumping into somebody because we have about 40,000 people that come through the gate over those four days. Wow. Yeah. And so how big is your staff now that works? Uh, I have about 35. See? No more five people. <laughs> now you're fully staffed. <laughs> fully staffed. You have to, Deb, to run a tournament that big. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> uh, yeah, that first year was five, five people. I mean, I've run a tournament that, you know, was 16 teams, and there's no way. Right. You were running all over the place. I was. Woo, I tell you. Um, but, you know, I know your time is valuable, so I just want to wrap this up a little bit and, uh, you know, just give you the mic and share anything else that you want to share with the audience. Or did I pretty much cover it all for you? I think you covered it all, Woodrow. I tried. <laughs> I tried to get that all flowing yeah, there good. and stuff that like was that. It's good stuff. It's good chatting with you. You too. I mean, I miss these times. I remember, you know, working over at the airport. Yes, the airport. That's why you guys hear planes. <laughs> um, you know, and staying here yeah. once or twice a week. And, you know, we just got to share and talk so much during that year and a half. Yeah. Which, again, thank you for that. You're welcome. Um, but it's nice to be back. It's nice to have a conversation with you and see where things are going. Yeah. I have to check back in to... Watch the progress and see what new adventures come up yeah. in this year, too. <laughs> well, follow, come to the Marionetta this year and follow the pro team. And, um, I'm definitely going to do that for it, you. It'll be exciting. Our roster's exciting. I can't wait. If it wasn't in Fresno, I would be at your first game. Oh. But, you know, there's still something about that whole Fresno thing. We're going to be hosting, we're going to be hosting July 8th through the 12th, somewhere in between those five days. Um, Somewhere we're going to host it, maybe Fullerton, maybe UCLA, not quite sure yet, or maybe in uh, a field uh, near Dodger Stadium. We don't know where quite yet, but we're trying to get Major League Baseball involved with our event in, uh, in July also. Hmm. 
That'd be good. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's not like there's a lot of space for us to build fields down here. No. No. <laughs> and the land's way too expensive. Oh, God, yeah. Oh, my goodness. Could you just imagine? No. Woo. All right. Well, Deb, thank you so much for your time. You're welcome. I appreciate you so much. I really do. And that's it this week, everybody, for Woody's Corner, the softball podcast. I'm Coach Woody. I'm out. <laughs>